welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz. I am your host, Danny Katz. I am an author, journalist, and a quantum languaging coach and consultant. What that means is that I teach people how language programs consciousness, how language programs reality at large, and how to transform reality and evolve our consciousness with language. I've also been known to cultivate and share an opinion or two or 12 about culture and consciousness and how they are evolving, devolving, and being manipulated by the powers that were. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to fostering critical thinking while supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated, realized, amazing version of yourself. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. (laughs) And think. Given the radical uptick in censorship over the past few years, combined with the complete co-opting slash decimation of my own personal industry, journalism, I started Word Up to have a free speech-friendly platform in which to engage exploratory, solutions-based conversations with visionaries, mystics, original thinkers, and rebel badasses who are helping to make the world more wonderful. The first half of my interviews run between 30 to 90 minutes and are always posted here for free public listening. The second halves are reserved for paid supporters on my Patreon and my Locals platforms, where for as little as $5 a month, you can access all of my second half conversations along with oodles of other bonus content and opportunities to drop in with me, to drop in with our High Vibe tribe, and lots of other awesome things. In addition to interviews, Word Up also features quantum languaging upgrades, planetary service announcements, and propaganda analysis, which I call Spot the Propaganda. Thank you so much for tuning in and for sharing your sacred attention with me and our high vibe tribe of change makers. Be sure to click that subscribe button so you can stay abreast of our every episode. Thank you for also clicking the like button, for sharing far and wide, and for leaving some kind words as a review as you are authentically inspired. As well, if you are gleaning any value whatsoever from these shows, consider supporting me on Locals and or Patreon. And as you are wanting to learn more about my quantum languaging coaching and consulting services or nab copies of my books, find me on dannycats.com as well as on quantumlanguaging.com. Okay, I think that's it for our housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare to enjoy this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Hey, superstars, welcome back to another episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today, I am deepening my inquiry into the notion that astrological cusps are bullshit with the peace dealer. Uh, Before I dive into today's conversation, 
I am reminding you to click that subscribe button, to like, to share, to comment. Your comments go a long way in um, tricking the algorithm into giving me more reach. I'm also reminding you that this show is divided into two parts. The first half is free on all of the audio podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube and Locals. The second half is available for my paid supporters on Locals and Patreon. You can find those links below join whichever platform feels best to you or both and for as little as five dollars a month you get access to all of my second half conversations plus bonus content i'm also letting you guys know that i am teaching one last live pop propaganda course for teens this is a homeschool course that teaches teens about propaganda media literacy, how language is weaponized to control, divide, and enslave, how to safeguard uh, themselves from propaganda, from mass media manipulation, and how to use language to uplift, inspire, and safeguard our self-esteem. As you are interested in signing up your teen for my last live course, I encourage you to go to dannycats.com slash pop prop course. I will also include that link below. I think that does it for housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare to enjoy my deep dive into the cusp sham with the peace dealer. How's it going? I'm great. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you as well. Happy Gemini season. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for being an amicable air sign. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) I try to do the best I can to repair our reputation. The Gemini reputation or the air sign reputation or both? Both. Both. Yeah. What's our reputation? Um, well, honestly, I feel like it's, it's more Gemini's reputation that, uh, right. But I think air signs we get, I think, uh, only thing I can think for air signs, maybe we're just insensitive to other people. I don't really believe it. We we can be, but I just think maybe they just, they just don't know. I don't know. (laughs) As an Aquarius, I totally own that. Um, and put me in front of a cancer, and we're just counting the seconds until I make them cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I love I love that comment you just said right now. That was actually beautiful. <laughs> when I meet a cancer, I'm like, when I hurt your feelings, <laughs> it's oh, not my intention, but it will happen. <laughs> yeah, I I I really appreciate that from Aquarius to Gemini because you at least know. At Gemini, we don't know what we're going to say that made them angry. It's like, oh, you took that serious. Wow. Or that offended you. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I had you on to talk about cusps, but I'm noticing that it is a quote unquote holiday, but it didn't stop either of us from scheduling a podcast. So I'm so curious to know what your relationship is to holidays and the consensus reality notion of time. No, that's a really good question. I didn't even know it was Memorial Day today. So I think uh, in my late teens, early 20s, I had just checked out 
and just felt deep in my core that holidays are bullshit. Like there's definitely, I get the need to honor rest and stuff, but I kind of seen that as how um, you take a concept that is agreeable with, but then you, you Trojan horse it with whatever you want to do, right? So it's like, oh, uh, water is good for you. So obviously you should drink our water. And it's right, water is good for us, but we may not know what's in that specific water they're sharing, right? So um, personally, I'm I'm not necessarily, I know when I was younger, I was a lot more inquisitive and took a much deeper like conspiracy theory element, like, oh, it's all out to get us. Like, oh, I'm not necessarily that, but like, um, I really went from feeling, okay, this is a major distraction, just meant to kind of completely put us in this illusion that any of this matters to now feeling the same way, but it less being some like plot. I know there's, it doesn't have to be this crazy agenda, but I know there's an intent behind it. Personally, I know if we convince each other or, 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 uh, and I love this question. Thank you so much for asking this. Like the concept of holidays, I totally get. Like we could definitely have days off to uh, kind of prepare. But personally, I'm just really detached to them. I really do see it as another day. Even my birthday, like I, I'm working on celebrating that a lot more seriously. But like, I don't even notice these holidays when they come through anymore. But the major the major holidays like, uh, like Christmas, Easter, those I feel like are for sure um, indoctrination, brainwashing. But the thing that really gets to me is how easy it is for people to just, and which is my issue with it, how easy it is for people to just be like, well, it's just what we do every year. You know what I mean? They just really don't question what they are at outside of the surface level of it being a thing. And then on top of that, they don't really care. A lot of it is really apathy, like, well, it doesn't really matter, right? And I learned these things really do matter. Um, the symbolism behind them all, the 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 need, even, even just on a simple level, us lying to ourselves to kind of put this concept in our face, it, it to me is like a white noise that we don't necessarily acknowledge and it reinforces an illusion that we might overlook because it's just as little as well it's just a day it's just a holiday but that is backed by something backed by something else there's just so much layers you know what i mean so i really enjoy you asking that question because like it it's something that i i look at simply but then also more complex which i'm sure everyone does in their way too but yeah well, I notice, I mean, A, because I, I don't celebrate holidays much myself. So I notice like they're like generally people who don't have kids. It's easier for us to escape the confines of linear time because we're not on those schedules. But I'm also curious because you're astrologer, right? So you're you're tracking, you know, the movement of, the, you know, the cosmos and the stars. But I notice in our culture, like holidays are days to not do things like we don't actually celebrate 
like Memorial Day, what are we remembering? How many people are really, you know, going to town in drawing forth memories of those we've lost or President's Day? Like people aren't really honoring leadership. In our culture, it's more days to like not go to the bank and not go to work. It's days to not do things. But like in my travels in other cultures, they actually do things. It's like ceremonious, right, yeah. Exactly. And in in our culture, it's just like, oh, you don't have to hustle today as hard. That's so wild. And that, that made me think of like the, uh, uh, what is it called? El Dia La Muerta or, you know, cultures like that, that like you said, like it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Even back in the day, like Saturnalias were a whole event and like it was, it, it valued the rest, but the way you said it, it just kind of hit home. Like you don't have to be a slave today. Like you can just, uh, which ironically was just like Saturnalia because the slaves that day didn't have to be slaves for the day before they went back to indentured servitude, which. Right, right. It, but then the day that like, we're all not slaves together when people want to say like, go to the lake or go to the park, everyone's there. So every, it's just like, I just see it as a way to like keep everyone on the same track because our notion of of like time in this reality is so messed up in yeah. terms of the Gregorian calendar. Some months are 30 days, some are 31. There's this like redheaded stepchild that's 28, except for every four years. Like it makes no sense um, except to like get us all on the same chaos track, I guess. And I'm glad you said that because personally, like the 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 delineation between days for like the 30 and the 28 which i love that is up for debate because personally um i know the purpose of that is to account for the nonlinear nature of the sun's orbit so like it it doesn't happen over equal days so that's the explanation they give us and i do believe it but it's still you know and and this is what I love about what you're saying. It's like it it gives us the concept as a Trojan horse for what they really. So like it's hard for us to say that that's really for the purpose to control because I mean the concept of a holiday is beautiful. You know what I mean? Like people have busy schedules. Why are we looking too into this? It's just a day off, right? But really if you look behind that layer it's right you know what i'm saying especially with the concepts like the science and and that's that's one thing that i've been really learning to accept like efficacy does not presuppose that you should do something so just because something works doesn't mean that it's right to do and it's something that we're brainwashed to believe and then you know hiding behind uh, rhetoric or corporate rhetoric so like the the science of something could be right but that doesn't mean that there's bullshit behind it. And it's like when you call something out like that, someone can just hit you with the science and be like, see, this is the logical reason why we have that. But there's something beyond that that you're speaking to that's really lost to people. And I really do resonate that with that. You know, I, I like to take a different approach to it and just look in their shoes if if i was if if i set myself up to be responsible for entire collectives of people 
And I'm constantly worried about anarchy coming through and millions of people waking up and recognizing that we don't have authority to lock them up in prisons, to enforce our laws. It's just a piece of paper and, and a signature that basically people agree to. And, you know, I think that's that Pluto Aquarian awakening last time we had the French Revolution and the American Revolution. But I love how you said it because like, it, it re- these things really do allow for a lot of people to just kind of be controlled, which only happens because what has really, what have been really difficult for me to accept is people want to be controlled. People want that structure, right? We want to depend on a collective authority that can have the cog and wheel moving, but how do we put that authority in check once it gets corrupt? And then you have people who are too busy to do anything about it. Um, oh my gosh, it's, I, and once again, I think it's so amazing you're speaking of these things now because they're all coming to a head and it's all, it's all awakening. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe it's because I have Pluto just hanging out on my sun at that zero degrees for the past oh. Driving me insane. <laughs> there, we go. there we go. Okay, I forgot your sun is by the zero degrees. That is iconic. So Pluto's gonna be there this year. It's gonna retrograde back 2024 and then go back 2025. So you're you're gonna have that for like next couple of years. Do you feel like you're ushering, like opening the door with that? I'm very curious what that's like. Um, I feel extremely discombobulated. I I feel like as zero degrees to Aquarius, I feel like I'm always in the future anyway. But this one, I just feel like I'm taking it in the ass before the rest of humanity takes it in the ass. Like the second it moved, Pluto moved into zero degrees to Aquarius, I could feel it. And I've just been like, lying way low. super isolating like everything's up for review i've had a bunch of dumb hell stuff i i feel like pluto that's a perfect analogy for pluto just taking it um and then especially before everyone else that that's valuable insight for me to know because um i wasn't sure how to understand if like i thought that was more of a theory but you confirmed you really go through that and i think that's really important because that really does show that you're already aware of what's going down and how it's going to go down. And yeah, that's, that's a lot of burden and pressure and intensity to kind of like go through, but thank God, another way, thank you, Lee, you're getting it over with now too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my strategy for, for Pluto just hanging out on my son is get comfortable with discomfort and don't problemize it. Like I'm just, uncomfortable for an extended period of time and that's okay right and and uh, i love to see it as awakening to uh the judgment card energy um but still like there's just something about this return that um i really feel none of us are ready for and it's nothing that you could prepare for and i mean it's nothing to worry about if you're aligned with integrity and truth, but yeah, it, it's kind of ironic too, because we're, we're talking about cusps and 
I do acknowledge, I don't believe in cusp, but I do acknowledge zero degrees is the closest thing to a cusp if we ever were. Even though we, if you were to say zero degrees is part of the next sign, I would not disagree with you either. Um, some people can see zero degrees as 30 degrees of the previous sign. So it's one to 30, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, the cusp thing has plagued me. I mean, obviously my whole life and I, I haven't bought into it. And my naturopath, who's also a friend of mine, he was born the day before I was on January 20th. And he brought up a couple weeks ago, he's like, I am offended by the notion that I am on the cusp. I am 29 degrees Capricorn oh and I want to be honored for that. And I was like, oh my God, thank you for saying that because I feel the same and I don't want to be lumped in with you. I'm zero degrees Aquarius. So yeah, like explain how we got this cusp sham. I, I, first of all, that was so beautiful. I love that because that uh, 29 degree anything and zero degrees, which I consider a wild card and in the 30 degree, if you want to look at it, they should be honored. And I really just chalk it down to misunderstandings in an unregulated field because, you know, science is regulated, medicine is regulated, but it's easy for people to make a lot of theories up that stick even even taking this theory of the cusp i won't necessarily like be i won't be angry at it because i i get it but it's a quintessential misunderstanding of mathematics and the way astrology works right so i mean you're one big mistake is the usually people who kind of give in the cusp are the type of people to feel like someone is a their sign based on a date. So I've seen a, someone make this mistake before where they felt that someone was actually a Taurus because they were born on the last day of Taurus season, right? But when you actually look at their chart, they're zero degrees Gemini. So, you know, it's really just ignorance, like people not understanding the mathematics of how the the language of the cycles go. Of course, when I started reading astrology, it's easy for us to break things down individually and forget they're all holistically connected. So um, people who usually believe this are not aware of progression charts as well. So, you know, when you're born, you're already progressing into the next sign. 29 degrees is going to progress into zero degrees. Zero degrees is going to progress into one degree. So this is what can allow one who's born on a cusp to feel like they're the next sign when it's probably because you progressed into it. And on top of that, you know, um, relative to the one thing that's egregious about cuss that really has never had any basis and I feel is completely made up is where people are saying that they blend into each other. So like 27 to 29, I don't even know how, like, I think that was just headcanon that some people just felt like saying it made sense. The only thing that I feel like would be and I do want to kind of experiment with is with mutable signs. So because like fixed signs are going to be rigid, I could totally see a fixed sign being like zero degrees here and then 30 degrees here. But maybe with mutable signs, we can make the case that Pisces kind of blends in and out 
of each other. Maybe there could be a case to be made that the beginning and end of Pisces could be cusps that are more Aries-like. But to me, that's still th theoretical. I, I really do like to honor each degree of the sign. And yeah, I, I, I kind of like things like this because they really do expose who really knows what they're saying or studying. It's okay to make mistakes, but you know, it's, it's I, I love that we get to kind of like in this generation squash and expose a lot of these like erroneous thoughts and and sayings or whatnot but yeah. yeah i appreciate that what are some of the hallmarks that differentiate 29 degrees from zero degrees because in my mind 29 degrees is like an elder of that sign um, and I'm not an astrologer, I'm just guessing. And then in my mind, zero degrees is like an initiation point. So, you know, like the difference between Aries or Pisces, like those are going to be very different vibes in terms of like youthfulness or, or whatnot. But I'm curious from your expert perspective, like the difference between 29 degrees and zero degrees of really any sign. No, such a good question. And that's why I like zero degrees is the closest thing to the concept of a cusp but i will still to me that's still going to be the beginning of the next time like that zero degree is like the gateway portal so if if one is the on point 29 is the completion 29 is as an anoretic degree is so important it, it really is not only the elder it is the full-on mastery of that sign it the completion of that so anything at 29 degrees is so important from from experience it shows you the full range like a one degree mercury is not going to think as complete as a 29 degree mercury or a 29 degree venus it's going to have more finesse than a one degree venus but that doesn't mean that one degree venus won't teach the 29 degree venus anything and this is where you know every degree has its honor but we look at 29 as the maximum level of the scale the volume meter it's up there so zero is really key because zero is the full-on synthesis of that 29 degree into the creation of the next sign so to me that's going to be like the portal that opens the door and then we step through and begin with one but yeah, I, uh, that to me is what makes zero, I think, a very underestimated degree, um, a wild card of sorts, because it really could be anything. But um, yeah, that is where it's the closest thing like a cuss to me, because it's the full ending of the 29 degree and then the beginning of the first but like i would never disrespect you and be like you're a capricorn because <laughs> like i totally on <laughs> i totally honor the aquarian that you express yeah <laughs> i mean i admire the capricorns they get shit done but i'm just like that's like i don't feel like that i feel much more airy aquarius girl yeah less um like at home with earthly kind of 3d things the way i imagine capricorns feel mm. which which is great knowing that you actually have that degree so it's it's easy it's it's cool for you to have your experience and awareness of that but that's another reason too because 
to be born like that, you've already began your Aquarius progression at birth. By 30 years old, you, you became Pisces son, which I love being born. That's the coolest thing about being born zero and one degree, because now you actually get the full like progression, like at 30, every 30 years you switch signs. So that's so awesome. Oh, interesting. So I'm in my Pisces phase. Yes, which I my theory is the Aquarius Pisces progression is like the heaven realm, like from 15 degrees Aquarius to 15 degrees Pisces is like the creme de la creme. So I wanted to kind of like talk to to those of you who have that progression. Uh, My theory is that your awareness is like the highest level of awareness and you get to meet the movers and shakers in the world and like you're in this dream spot. But uh, the reason why I feel like it's a theory is. I feel like that can sound like everything is like peachy clean and gumdrops and roses, but that's my theory. Like, I feel like once you kind of go through that spot, you've reached the highest of the high, which is super awesome in awareness. And so I um, made the mistake of dating a Pisces earlier this year. <laughs> no offense to Pisces, but we just don't really jive they, all that well. They get us though. It's it, I can't really fault you because the way they show up on the scene is super dreamy, and it's like they get they get us. They get us <laughs> totally. But then they're so slippery and evasive in that Pisces way, and I'm like, damn you, Pisces, you did it again. Yeah, but- we all have a Pisces store. I love that. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> Pisces was claiming, and I don't know if this is a progressive chart thing, that like he was the most evolved because he's Pisces and Pisces are the most evolved and Pisces are like enlightened being. And I'm like, yeah, but I've met a lot of like really emotionally retarded Pisces. So does that, like, I'm not sure how that lines up. (laughs) This is something that I came to real huge realization of. And it showed me how the elements check and balance each other. It's it's going to be a future World War Zero episode, and it's going to be a little controversial, but you're going to know this is a dream. That's why I'm so good, grateful. So that's what really made me, because like, especially given the way my chart is set up, like, I'm not really worried about other zodiac sign representatives, but my spirit is like, the only two signs you have to watch out for are Aquarius and Pisces. And when you actually look at the I learned there's a class ranking system to the Zodiac that is very uh, verifiable and applicable, but like in a way that you can class and ranking system in a way that could be abused by looking down on people, but more so like in truth, where I learned realistically, air is supreme. Air signs are supreme. But when I say air, we have to remember we are all of the zodiac composite right so i really just mean the energy so us as representatives of enlightenment and knowledge you'll see right so so fire is the first class just like at the core of the earth then you have the earth which materializes then on top of the earth there's the sky air and air represents that supreme state the only class higher than air is water, the sacred class. So it, it, I really love this debate and argument because Pisces representing that cumulative whole is that experience of infinity, right? But but this is where I realized, just like you have the judicial, the executive, and the legislative, they all put each other in check. And, and Capricorn is that executive 
Aquarius is the high judicial Supreme Court, and then Pisces could be that legislative, where Pisces is the most advanced, but it's merely an extension of the Capricorn Aquarius act. Like Pisces is a literal manifestation of Aquarius. So Pisces is the highest vibration. And when he says that, he's half right, but Aquarius is Pisces 12th house. So like Aquarius knows, that's why I love as an Aquarius, you can see how Pisces could know without knowing because they're kind of blind to that. And that's that whole lesson of how we all put each other in check. We all kind of need each other. But when you do the math, Aquarius is the highest supreme energy. That's what produces Pisces, Pisces being the quality. And so in that sense, Cap, Aqua, Pisces is the last three they're really it would be kind of it would almost like it would kind of be saying like um orange juice or orange soda is like the 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 greatest when orange soda comes from water which is funny the water bear right it's it's so it's like it's you can't you can't really compare it because they're kind of the same and that's that separate illusion of separation to where we can be like oh I'm a Pisces, I'm the greatest, but you're not a Pisces, you're not a Zodiac sign, right? So the vibration he represents is that highest level of divinity. But now when you put the sacred class, which is above air, that's because air purifies water. So, and it's crazy, water's weakness is air, right? Fire's weakness is water. Earth's or earth's weakness is fire fire burns earth air is only weak to earth in the earth dimension that's kind of like the unique thing about air i really learned that the light the breath of life let there be light like air really does reign supreme and so when you see air placements and air signs which is why i respect aquarius and from experience you know what i'm saying this is how i start to ground it usually the most enlightened aware people are air signs and water signs are able to kind of synthesize this at a higher level but that's dependent on if they're in a good environment or not and so i do say air supreme but of course it all it all kind of like interrelates. But the reason why I'm so grateful for that question is it's something that I've come to accept where water is in its sacred sense the pure divinity that relative to the the, the air that clears that water maintains that. And so that does put Pisces like at the top. And I do want to respect that Pisces is is meant to be, but that's because Aquarius manifested that. And then you could take that whole theory, Capricorn manifested Aquarius, Sagittarius saw the vision, materialized the earth. And that's how we all kind of like put each other in check. But my theory personally, because I always wanted to ask, I was like, wait, what's the highest vibration then if we were to put it on a penthouse? Is it the new moon in Pisces, Pisces, sun and moon? That's, you know, if Pisces is at the top of the penthouse or, but see the, 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 the duality with this is the new moon in Pisces is the airy signature, right? So that means that's the new moon. That's the start of that. So Pisces would be at the top. The highest vibration of Pisces 
is the Aquarius moon Pisces, which is the Pisces signature, the very last signature before new, which to me taught me that Aquarius is the most supreme energy because it all kind of centers around that knowledge. And then that makes me think Pisces as the hidden ghost's first sign, it was actually spurred from Aquarius. And, and this is where that Leo Aquarius access might be the first to let there be light that projects through with Aries and creates stuff. So I, it's been a rabbit hole. And I, I'm so glad you asked that because as I'm speaking to an Aquarian, you know, goddess in front of me, how do you feel about that? Because yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure y'all know, right? But I, I like to I like to see it as a joke to where Sag and Pisces are always kind of arguing who's the most magical, like Sag, I'm the best. And then Pisces is like, I'm the most magical. And then Aquarius is just like, oh, okay, guys. You know what I mean? And then Capricorn is, I'm the greatest. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, here's a secret about when Aquarians are all together in a room, we definitely think we're the best sign. I don't know if every sign thinks they're the best sign. Aquarius. Oh, trust. <laughs> <laughs> we think we're the best, but I also see Aquarians like struggling with this realm and struggling with these timelines, you know, and 3D things don't seem to come as easily for Aquarians, at least not for me. Years uh, ago, I created my own calendar because I, I clued in on like our holidays are bullshit and we need actual holidays where we're, we're legit honoring people who deserve honoring and start giving um, like more awareness to the qualities that, you know, lend themselves to greatness or whatever it is that we admire. And so I made new holidays with artists and creatives and a lot of like enlightened spiritual masters. And I noticed how many enlightened spiritual masters were born Capricorns. Right, yeah. Um, like a, a huge amount, Gurujif and Yogananda and Jesus. And I mean, it, it was just like this huge lump of Capricorns, which that kind of blew my mind. And and I love that you say that because they progress into Aquarius and Pisces. To me, Capricorn's graduation, Aquarius becomes the ascended master in Pisces. And I love that you said that because Capricorn has the wherewithal to actually ground it all in 3D and put it together. So I think that's why we'll see more Earth examples because they actually make it real. And another concept about that is where linearly we can look and feel like one's the best, but it's like, this is an earth dimension. So air signs are out of their element. Water signs are fish out of water. You know what I'm saying? And then fire can gain the advantage and burn. But in the sky and the air element, air is going to definitely reign supreme. And water, water is definitely going to reign supreme, right? So I think that's another thing that um, really comes into the whole notion of realizing um the advantage earth signs have which is why earth signs look at the rest of us like we're crazy you know what i mean like i love listening to tauruses talk to aquarians it's one of the most fascinating things ever because i learned that earth does not have the ability to perceive the mental things we perceive like to them it is crazy unless they have like air energy and i respect that because it's like 
they're like a i feel like earth signs are air signs calculators you know what i'm saying like earth is the ai of air and it's like there's just certain things they can't compute and they, they can try as much as they can it's just gonna look delusional so i i remember an aquarius trying to tell a taurus right kevin gates was telling uh dj academics that he put his hand on a dead car charger battery and used his spirit to charge the car battery. And now as a Gemini translator, I know, okay, that's an Aquarius man saying that. And Aquarius is supernatural. So like, if anyone could do it, Aquarius is lightning. You know what I'm saying? Like that would make sense. But Taurus is the most grounded like earth sign that's not gonna believe stuff to him. So the Taurus is talking to the Aquarius, like, you don't have to lie, man. Like, come on, like how you do? and the Aquarius is being completely serious. And I can just see the divide, like the, the disconnect to where they want to understand each other, but the earth just can't, you know what I mean? So it's it's and I'm pretty sure Earth has their own prejudice and bias towards us, reasonably so, because like we we don't necessarily get through um, in 3D. But uh, one thing I also wanted to kind of speak on with that is I really do consider with fire being that first class, right? I do consider Leo into that axis of Sagittarius being the best, especially if you break down. The mathematics and then i realized there's a special quality of uh sag and leo that return to each other which then made me look at gemini and aquarius but if leo is the main character right and sagittarius is that full expression of joy and creativity from love i learned that sagittarius reluctantly because i always wanted to think gemini which all gemini's we think were the best like a lot of that isn't talking shit but like i've come to re reluctantly accept that sagittarius is the vibration of the best it is victory in that kind of links with leo so i so this makes me look at aquarius as an alien that's outside of the construct. And what Aquarius taught me is that it can't be the best because for Aquarius to be the best, you're comparing it. It's it, to me, Aquarius is outside the simulation. It programmed it. So it's like, you can't compare yourself to the creations. So that's kind of makes Aquarius to me is like so meta. And then it and Pisces is kind of that perception out of it that breaks the fourth wall. And then Capricorn is like the finality that yells cut of the matrix. Then you go out with Aquarius and Pisces, right? So yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Thanks so much for tuning in to this latest episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I am reminding slash thanking you to and for <laughs> clicking that subscribe button for liking, for sharing, for commenting, and for leaving some kind words as a review as you are authentically inspired. As you are receiving any value from my podcast, as you dig it, as you listen regularly, consider supporting me on Patreon and or Locals, where for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of my second half podcast interviews, 
as well as oodles of bonus content. Your support really goes a long way in supporting me as a journalist and an independent content creator navigate her way through a really crunchy time in terms of free speech. And as you are wanting to learn more about my work in the world, my books, my products, my quantum languaging, coaching, and consulting, you can find me at dannycats.com as well as quantumlanguaging.com. And if you're not down with a membership patronage platform and want to send me one-time donation, you can use the Bitcoin link if it actually appears on your podcast listening platform. You could also send me a one-time donation by way of PayPal at dannycats at pm.me or by way of Venmo, where my username is Sadie Bloom. Again, your support means the world and makes a massive, massive difference when it comes to continuing to share this work with the world. Thank you for sharing your sacred attention with me. Thank you for remembering that you are omniscopic amazingness and for having a rockin' day. See you next time, superstars.